0: Even the word development is, 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 is an externalization of the human being. It's it's where you think they're going. Well, how the hell does anyone know anything? You know, I've got friends, you know, with children. or oh, I think of people through my life where expectations are massive. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. You know, let's put it, let's just for the sake of theory, you know, mm-hmm. the model, let's call it the success model or whatever, you know, the, the winner, as my husband calls it you know, mm-hmm. in life and externally the whole pattern of one's existence can tick all the boxes you know and everything looks in place the scaffolding of the the great job the great life and internally that doesn't match at all you know so you may have externally reached all these points in your life that tick the boxes and developmentally literally emotionally psychologically you know educationally whatever those things are if you go to the other end of the life 50, 60, that person's life journey may have been completely separate from what their external life journey looked like, for example, you know what I mean? And so it's where the whole concept of development is so bizarre, isn't it? Because it's it's so often not related to the individual themselves. And if surely, if we're to really understand how a person unfolds within themselves and of themselves, which part is just who they are from the start, how environmental factors can aid and abet and, and help that, because of course there is nurture nature. If you've really got to have the starting point, Judy's our starting point, because it's like you've got to have that starting point is who they are at the start, and having an absolutely unburdened, free, open response to that moment mm. to see who, okay, let's let's start together. Rather than I wonder, going back to my saying about new parents i think they get it it's a bit of a b- open book blank slate whatever very 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 quickly comes in what the jug and mug theory you know there's the mug and you feel the jug fills the mug that's the standard educational theory you know the idea that somehow it's down to you as a parent to kind of evolve the child for them you know um of course we're going to talk about that maybe on the when we do this second half of this to t- talk about how one supports a child's development which is um in fact that's something for us to talk about on this one as regards jude and peter mm-hmm. because of course one aids a child and supports a child through their through their unfolding mm-hmm. but you have to start with this exactly. deep respect for the grace of the person in their wholeness as they begin their journey when you start with that you know when you described it just now the relief of seeing the heartbeat that felt like that to me like it's like you had this immense all-body relief to go oh it's kind of not down to me really it's like you just are you know, whether one has, you know, whether you're going to look at it from a spiritual perspective or just an earthly, fleshly experience, he just is a beating. You know, let's go, you know. Mm. Whereas what you may have been feeling in those awful interim moments of uncertainty and decision is this terrible weight that it's all down to you mm. to get his life right and as best as it could be, rather than actually seeing the power of his own force, his own self life force.
1: Start there. Mm. And I think that comes down to being connected, doesn't it? Because when you were talking then, I was thinking those few weeks where I was really unsettled, I I was disconnected. I was very in my head. I was thinking it all. I was, you know, over-rationalizing every situation and scenario. Well, that's like every, again, like every child, right? You can't write their life for them. You have no idea where they're going to end up. And you could have on paper or whatever you want to call it this perfect kid but then we all know things happen you know Mm. and and kids struggle and you know anxiety and depression comes earlier and earlier these days and all these huge things that have massive impact on families you know any child is not plain sailing you don't become a parent to expect a perfect life you know Mm. and if you do you're in for a, a shock you know it's Like you said, you have to meet them where they are. And I think even the word development suggests you need to do something or suggests there is cause for action. Like you have to take part in that rather than be with them through it. And obviously there's ways to make kids thrive, right? I'm not saying that. I think we can focus on, we can always make our kids thrive, but we can't change who they are.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: It's that how can I bolster you and support you and help you be yourself in the best way that is you, not in the best way that I think you should be. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, And I mean, that was my initial
0: discovery with Constance. I mean, when we were deciding to do this and as I was thinking about it this morning, I realized I also get quite emotional because of the birth stuff. I'm really comfortable. I just like it's a bit like a closed done deal for me I sort of know what I know and I feel what I feel and I just don't have any doubts about it but this arena makes me very edgy because I feel I'm very unsure about how I reacted in the first months of my first baby Mm. and I look back with with chagrin like, like the things I didn't do and I know you can't You know, hindsight's an easy thing to have. You know, go, oh, why didn't I do this? But, but I wish I, I would do. Wish I'd known this. What we're talking about, and I think I was, I'm, I was amazingly prescriptive, actually. I think looking back, and I don't, and I, I, and of course, it was through her that I learned, Mm. and it gives me a sort of lovely feeling as well when I think back of what I learned. I learned so fast and furiously. I was like, wow, and it was all about that that idea you as the parent are basically lifting the burden initially on their physical responsibilities I suppose they're you know you're literally from a baby that just has arrived is feeling feeling gravity and their own weight for the first time Mm -hmm. and then ongoingly as you watch them in those first days and weeks I reckon that's something nobody talks about they they I think they continue to be quite shocked by their own weight Mm-hmm. and that's why they squeak all the time and go eh, eh. and everyone talks about colic and and tummy aches but actually half the time it's because they're fed up har- holding their body mm-hmm. and just even down to that feeling of like if you lift the load quite literally mm-hmm. um you know feeding close contact ca- um carrying close mm-hmm. you're quite literally lifting off the unnecessaries while they find their feet literally while they find that while they find themselves and of course that's like a year process at the very least to get to the, the first bits of really truly unfolding so it's a year mm-hmm. um one daren't say that year when you when you've been the first couple of weeks of, of people are going, oh my gosh this is so hard now i look back i go back again and be there again in a flash because like it's so interesting you know if only somebody could show you what you're doing or say look this is how it's going to be but you kind of can't hear it for the first child you're just so taken up with i'm gonna have a baby and it's all so sentimentalized by the system and the telly and everything but actually what you're doing is you are this custodian of the of 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 a soul literally and in a way you're a kind of caretaker aren't you you're like a you're like you know (laughs) delivering milk and you're taking the weight off their body and you're keeping them warm and you're keeping them clean and you're keeping them all those things. Mm. But much more fascinating is that it's it's, it's like, you know, so that their nervous system, endocrineal system, immune system can integrate so that the whole being, which is at at, on arrival, a little bit fragmented, Mm. who knows why fragmented, but I suppose it's just the process of learning to be a human being that you can feel that they are, They, 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 they come in the first, minutes there is a wholeness to a baby but quite quickly they sort of unravel a little like within a day they sort of go a bit like uh oh, what oh, 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 what what you know they, do you know what I mean that when they first come they would you say the first hour they look whole
1: yeah well I think they're so sensory aren't they babies? so I think yeah they're going from their home and I really realize that more so with Jude than any baby before I don't know why but I've realized how much I'm his home like yeah but I'm literally home you know like he needs to come to me to relax you know and I I mean you get that right but sometimes you only get things when you really feel them in your body and we are we are that we're like their home that's why you know mum's sometimes they're like why do they always want to be picked up why do they always want to be at the breast They're comfort feeding." you know people say comfort feeding at like a few days old and I'm like you know you're you're his you're the baby's home I love it I love it you know I wasn't going to talk
0: I wasn't going to talk about this till the next time but actually it's so relevant I can't not let's shoot right forward 18 years Mm -hmm. and I've just dropped my second child off at university and she, to both our surprise, found it really uns- upsetting, unsettling and shocking with kind of leaving and the whole newness. And shit. first of all, she kept saying things like, there's so much, there's so much. There's like, I've got to get used to the city, the work, getting the shopping, my flat, making friends, all these things. right?" And mm. and I thought, no, this doesn't seem right. She would normally be up for that adventure. and then I, And then I just realized it was just the loss of... she quite literally was homesick Mm. and if even though I hadn't left yet and if you were to take your analogy homesick was mum sick really like me sick she was sick for me leaving Mm. and I don't mean that in a soppy way that we all kind of like really really wrapped around each other because she's my most independent child actually but in that moment oh my god we might as well have been back in those first four weeks Mm. and actually I sneaked into the halls and I slept the night
1: <laughs> oh Natalie I love that so much I,
0: got, oh, it I did, mean unfortunately I've been known to Glasgow University <laughs> I hope you never hear this um oh. they have slightly bigger beds so I was able to sleep next to her and it was it, I haven't slept with her since she was a baby you know oh. not even camping I don't think anyway and it was exactly the same now things change. And I was, like you're saying but Jude, I was her base camp, I was her home. Mm. And we didn't even really have to touch much. It was just, I had to just keep being steady and sure. And actually, if I had gone, oh, don't be upset. Oh, are you having it? Oh, is it difficult? Oh, are you anxious? Oh, I had to be none of those things, just like I couldn't have been those in the first four weeks of her life. I had to plant two feet and start doing things like, right, you need a tea tray. She had, what do I need a tea tray for don't be stupid what's a tea tray and I literally went out of my way to go around all these antique shops couldn't find a tray because I knew that if I had a little tea tray by her on her desk Mm. she'd then have a a cup a little box of tea bags Mm. on that I was going to put a little light little tin of biscuits Mm. it was her ritual when she gets in that's what I do I make my tea when I get in from this strange new city and I would have made it for her, so it was like her little place, and then I put a plant above it, and then we put a radio next to that, and we just recreated home, you know, yeah. but also I did it so that it was me making her safe in the world, and saying, "You're right, this room's fine, I know this room's fine for you it's safe for you. this is a lovely room yeah. and i and i I'm quite surprised how quickly people leave when they get there they people were dropping them off and leaving with an hour and a half and i I was like, how, I don't understand how, I get it. They're like, all right, but not, let's, let's get this done. That's the very British thing as well. It's like, let's get this over with, you know, but actually I need to show her that her home, you know, it's going to take time, mm-hmm. but that her home was where she decides it to be. And her rooted security just comes into from her body and her emotions through me and her having made, I've made her safe in the world. Uh, she is safe in the world and really the externals are actually just wallpaper really it's how you feel inside yourself isn't it but in order to help her feel secure it just had to set up a few things that are very samey so although so instead of going into sort of lots of emotion I actually probably looked quite plain faced and I started being very ploddy you know I was like baked beans go here the book goes there wash it. and she's like my mum, my mum, my mum. you know there's lots of she was wanting to bring it up to a sort of panic and that reminds me of a five-day-old baby mm. keeps crying you know and, and you pick them up again and you settle them again yeah. and then you put them down in the cot again and then they cry again you know so she was doing a lot of that and every time she did I just went into I didn't know I was doing I don't mean you know I had the recipe for this I was just trying to feel my way but I could feel the very last thing she needed was for me to worry about her
1: But that that is so important, Natalie, because that makes me think of when I had Ed and I, I was an anxious wreck. I was totally, totally anxious. And I know I can see, even in him now at 11, I can see that impact of me being anxious then. You know, I can see those foundations that I laid with him, you know, which is hard but it taught me a lot. So I think anyone listening to this, don't be hard on yourselves. You know, our first babies are absolutely our learning babies, <laughs> you know, for sure. And I think we learn every baby. We're always learning. We learn their whole lives. You know, it's never over. So never be hard on yourselves because it's it's a massive journey. But you're so, so right. The gift, the absolute gift we can give to them Which I've worked so hard on for the other two, which I don't think I achieve always, but I try really hard, is to be grounded for them. Like you needed to be grounded because she was flighty and you can't then match her flightiness because then that it's going to escalate. And when Ed was a very, you know, again, I don't want to label him, he was himself and he's exactly the same now. He's a very sensitive being. He's full on. He's like me, really. But I was so anxious with it, I couldn't ground him, you know. And I let I, you know, I let him down in that sense. I didn't ground. Well,
0: you didn't let him. I mean, oh god, where do we go with this? Because don't forget, I have just described my second child, and I exactly, I had exactly the same with Constance, my first, as you, and I also see the impact, and it's really hard because we don't want to let people out there think oh my god you could because they will become who they become as long as they were still loved in the way the best way we could possibly do at the time there's still immense security that i've given her but you can definitely see yeah like a mold like you know like a like a mold shape you know i i mold, you know i imprinted on her where i was at at that time and she me um that will be just her journey There's beauty in that as well, though. You know, I mean, like, actually, I look, I look, I look, she's not as easily solved as Pearl because of that. Mm. But, and for example, when she went to university, here's what breaks my heart is that she didn't have the space to be as Pearl was being, and being really, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And actually, because that's why I was so shocked by Pearl, because Constance didn't do that. And she Mm. was very, um, Mm. yep, I'm fine. That And actually, she was, yeah, I'm fine, I think, deep down, because she's learned through since tiny. It wasn't I didn't meet her when she was a tiny baby. I was just learning, and I just didn't understand how sensitive she was. And she was such a sensitive person, and I just kept trying to make her deal with things a bit too much, I think. Like, I mean, I look back, and I so regret it. But Like, I would stupidly go to the gym. I mean, I literally, I'm going to just, it's a confessional. I mean, I literally, if I could go back and shout at my stupid effing self Mm. for going to a gym when she was about 12 weeks, 10 weeks, thank God a beautiful care worker would look after her for an hour. And I would, I admittedly only tried this for about five weeks, but the fact that I even did it, and I'd come back and she'd be crying so she so crying so hard because I'd gone. I mean, it's awful, gentlemen. I can't believe I did oh,
1: it. No, but
0: you, oh no. And I was oh, just God. I just wanted I wanted life to be normal. You know, I just wanted to be it wasn't like I so wanted to be fit or anything. I just wanted to be able to have some space and I thought she's fine. I didn't get it, you know. But it was really the right you know she was there she was telling me what she felt what nurse? What, what, what was I doing you know and um thankfully that woman actually did sort of gently try to say but I think she's telling you something <laughs> and have I just had to give up and surrender and that's when I really learned started learning proper sling wearing and forgot about prams and she was in my it must have been a, even nine weeks or something I mean what was I doing and I just, she came in the bed and for her, it just worked. It's not for everybody, but for her, she really needed home in the way you're describing that. I was home, 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 home in every possible way that can mean. And that isn't every child, um, but it was her. So I learned that and I learned for Pearl through Constance. But this, but when I do see that impact, like you're saying, is for her to developmentally reach her, to move through her most. I think, um, she had to develop a few ways to cope. Like I look at her now, and her version of, of life is she's very ritualized and she has a very, very practical, very organized, very super on it. And of course, everybody in the world applauds that, don't they? They're like, great! She's so God! She's such an organized person. You know, she can run things. She runs her life, but you know, possibly at the expense of feeling a bit too much because life is overwhelming you know and she had to quickly nail that you know and i don't think i held her enough lifted that burden off i mean danny would argue not because of course once i had surrendered i did literally just carry her around and i think i did the best i could once i was once i got it but it took me 12 weeks at least before i really understood oh you need this you're talking to me you're asking me to hold you Mm. um and find a way mum to hold me because the world is overwhelming and so then you know I mean even then in 2000 I mean slings were around of course but it was still kind of not sure people really carried babies as much there was a lot more pram pushing then um you know and she couldn't even be in a pram I mean when I say I literally put I bought a pram and she didn't once successfully go in it without screaming blue murder so that's quite sensitive isn't it I mean most babies will go in the crowd
1: that's just like Ed honestly I mean we've talked about this loads haven't we how similar they are but I just wanted to say like it makes actually total sense to me that it took you say 12 weeks or however long and like some of us it takes years you know to learn something because when we become a mum we've like we've talked about this before, but we physically become a mum suddenly, but emotionally and mentally, like you've also got to shed so much stuff you know you're through the learning the baby, you're also relearning yourself, and yeah. I think about it was like almost brain ache, like all this stuff I thought I knew yeah. I had to reverse it completely or twist it around or three sixty one eighty twist and loop it because it just didn't work anymore but that's not gonna happen is it instantly there's no way no. We can expect mm. that of ourselves like it'd be so hard on ourselves to say we're gonna have a baby and we're gonna get it right from day one mm. that's just and you know what we we almost shouldn't you know it's it's not supposed to be like that because we have to live it and journey and break down our internal brain walls or whatever and we have to feel it out well you've actually just made me think of something actually
0: because you're going back to our first point about what we were talking about jude it goes back to relationship doesn't it so if i had i mean the concept of attachment parenting which i am presume a lot of people listening to us might you know, know about practice as a as a thing or think that we're all about i mean i'm not a fan of any ideology in all honesty because I still think even you can have in our day or my day there was all the Gina Ford routine thing and so the attachment parenting thing came in as a kind of counter to that and we've talked about that before but it's, it's really relevant and and so yeah I had to learn so when, when I'm talking about what I just talked about I don't mean oh the right way to mother is this you know that is also not not responding that's reacting and I see that a lot now where you can get kind of the opposite to the Gina Ford thing now all right I'm going to carry from day one and and I'm going to co-sleep from day one and that is also a little bit of a reflex so in that sense what I'm trying to say is that although I regret the things I did with Constance exactly as you say it could only be what it was It's because it was a relationship and it it was a relationship unfolding on the hoof and had to do so day by day moment by moment you know getting and still goes on now even to this day of course um and so yeah it's easy for me in hindsight to go oh why wasn't i doing it this way from this day but that's not a relationship that's a dogma and And so really what she did is she told me who she was i was on i took a bit of time to hear who she was and, and respond um and that's just genuine relationship so i i don't feel you know, I'm not constantly castigating myself, but like you, I see, oh gosh, you know. But here's the thing, I think that what one has to be there for, if we are to sum up what we're talking about, going from Jude right to this, is have the tolerance to be able to learn in a dynamic, moving way, mm-hmm. that there isn't a tied up with the bow moment, really, is there, in terms of a child evolving, whether it's the label of Downs, or the child you think is going to be settled in their cot or the child you think you're going to be able to push in the pram or the child you think is going to make their milestones X, Y, and Z. It's like, actually, it's an ongoing work in progress, but not just them, you and them. As a th- You're like a third entity, aren't you? There's you, there's them, and then there's the two of you together and there's siblings and, par- and partners as well. But if we're just talking about the mothering experience, it's like it has to be... Um, unfolding mm. and continuous and quantum in that sense time space it has to be like and that our culture isn't that comfortable with is it it's almost you've got to get it nailed you know you've got to you've got to, you've got to have a way of doing things you have to feel sure or having you know you have to feel confident on you know or you're not confident you know rather than see how
1: you go <laughs> you know go yeah, with the flow every every child is an individual right so any kind of manuscript or book or anything cannot you know can't sweep the brush for all these children it's like you take bits of it don't you but there's such individuals and I think it's lovely what you said about I took a while to hear because we do because we we're not going to get it straight away we we get because we're trying we're weighing up in our head all the stuff we think it should be like plus expectations plus things we've read and then our baby obviously can't match those things and then there's this kind of wrestle it's funny what you said about wrestle yeah um the attachment parenting thing because i think i that i know that is one thing that really impacted me and ed and i've got to say it for those that maybe are in a similar place but i was given continuum concept which I know I've mentioned before right and that really I I felt lucky so lucky to be handed that book in my pregnancy because it was different to you know what was kind of out there very linked to attachment style parenting but like just like what you said I wasn't totally paying I definitely wasn't totally paying attention to Ed because I don't think he liked it that much (laughs) I don't think he was a uh, baby wearing in my bed, you know, all over me, baby. But I did that because that made me feel good. But I also felt enormous pressure because I'd read this book and I knew what it meant to not do it in that sense. So then that kind of, that definitely overshadowed my instinct, you know? Like I can remember and I, I don't ever told anyone this, but I can remember I wouldn't even turn my chest away from him because I'd read somewhere that your chest is who you like. It's your like love, you know, wherever your chest goes is who you're kind oh, of.
0: Oh, really? Love
1: to. So even in bed, like I wouldn't have dreamed of rolling, getting, well, getting comfortable <laughs> and like <laughs> rolling away. So this poor kid, the intensity of my love (laughs) and my being on him all day every day like staring at him wouldn't even look away from him because I was so attached I mean can you imagine he was hyper stimulated to goodness knows what and and I know that he's this he's a much more I'm okay kid and if I had read him I would have seen that and been like, "Oh, this is too much." Oh, I think it's he and
0: him and Constance are so alike because people imagine that a sensitive, energy a child energized by their own sensitivity, one for some reason imagines very emotional. But actually, when I think of colors, Constance is very blue. She's cool colors and she's mm-hmm. um, she's water. She's like um, in Steiner. They have there were there were types of personality, and she was. Sanguine—that's the word. So mm-hmm. sanguine is 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 cool blooded. You know, she's not frantically going mum 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 mum. She's not like that, mm-hmm. and it's exactly like you. So I did need to carry her, but it was also about—I—I I, I totally get what you mean. But here's something you just made me think of. Coming back to your point about we're home now, isn't all of this about development and our fears for our children and getting it right? really about our own self-esteem and feeling valid and worthwhile and what we're doing is enough mm-hmm. because if we don't do doctrinaire stuff or manuscripts and like you say, and you just have to accept that you couldn't possibly have let him down by showing him your back mm-hmm. <laughs> because why because your back is also you yeah and and you are home and so what you start when you get to third children everyone out there I wish we could just take you forward so you can go back to me, is you get to understand that you are this hearth and heart and home and you you put that so beautifully it's so true you are like a snail with a shell you know you're like um I mean, actually, let's imagine, you know, let's imagine a monkey mum hanging through the trees, mm. you know. And somebody described this to me the other day. It was, a, it was a father and he described it so beautifully. And he said, you know, when you watch those um, David Attenborough style programs and there'll be a, like a bunch of um, apes in the in the jungle mm. and they're all picking fleas out and chewing a bit of straw and they look like they're having a chat, don't they? And then one of them will just lengthen out an arm up and grab mm. a, a stray young baby like you know and just uh, without even turning their head yeah. like they'll just yeah. they'll just the arm goes out and they just drag the baby back to the whatever the little circle of monkeys do you know to I mean? Yeah. and and he and i really could see how he, he he described it beautifully this guy this long this long very um bony you know the, the elbow of a, an orangutan or whatever and the way it's the surety the certainty that you come back here come back here the fly eyes of the monkey and you can picture yourself in the playground can't you how you know that you know where they are all the time right but if you think of that energy that hub source that absolute center that you are like like a monkey mom you know it's like you're just sitting there and you know that's how they see us and that's why when i came to leave pearl i realized you know i'm in her heart like that And I just need to remind her a bit of that, that even though I'm not physically present, I'm still inside her, outside of her. I'm still there. I'm still just geographically a little bit away, but I'm the same. And so whether they're four weeks or or 20 years old, we don't have to worry about showing them our front body to be present. No, we are. We are. We are. We just are. We just are their mum. So. They, and they know that, and they, and they feel, as long as you haven't got defences up, which, of course, is what we were also un- unravelling. Like you said, we're coming from a lifetime ourselves of defended behaviour for various reasons, um, which has to unravel. But once those, those floodgates open and you just c- unconditionally um, respond, including being fed up with them and irritable and bored and all the other things, it's not, it's not about being love, love, love your child you love the bit that you are loving unconditionally is nothing to do with the daily round of responsive how you respond to your child when you may tell them off or be angry or irritable the love is secondary to that it's just that they belong to you you belong to them and you would literally do anything to keep them safe that biological belonging and love is very separate from emotional you know how you emotionally respond to them i mean i've noticed now Sometimes people seem unable to pl- displease their child or tell them off or say no, as if that's going to somehow be bad parenting. You know, that's really different to the love they feel from you. That that's saying with your body, you're safe, you're mine. I'm looking after you. I've got your back. You know, like those like the orangutan mum. You know, yeah. she's oh.
1: basically, you know. I love I love that because when as soon as you did that, it made me think of a really like we've all had those moments well we have those moments probably 10 times a day as moms especially with young kids like it's just that natural in body easy connection you know like they drop something and you reach down and you give it to them and you haven't looked you know it's like you're like spider arms aren't you as a mom spider arms yeah it's this natural instinctual place I think it's you it's when probably you're not trying to be anyone else you're being really authentically yourself you're yeah. half, you know you're half distracted you're watching telly you're having a cup of tea but you're just right there and you just hand things because you don't even need to hear it to know it's dropped or something you just exactly you <laughs> just you're like in tune you're reading them you're reading and, them and you, you it's very hard to be in tune like me putting that pressure on myself, I couldn't be in tune because I was letting something else lead me.
0: You know Yes. So. I mean, I remember thinking it was like dual, it was like dual control when you're learning to drive, you Mm -hmm. know, and the teachers doing the pedals to, to do emergency braking, you know, that's what following something outside of you is like. You're not really driving the car, you know. So, you know, you have to just assume control of the pedals and the wheel and just trust that you are the only you can have their best interests only you because nobody else um is only you are the only mother of them so so of course even if you've got doubts about oneself and under confidence and one isn't got you know in one's own life one might be an under confident person but actually what mother that parenting relationship can bring you into such a full realization of yourself because you are everything and all to them Mm. and if you can just trust it and let the story begin there. Let the development start from there. You know, like you say, the long arm, you know, that, they, that, that you know you'll be the one checking that more than anyone else, mm-hmm. you know, because because you're programmed to. Yeah. You know, you're absolutely biologically programmed to do that. Nobody else is. And so they can trust that. You can trust that. And that's where the development starts, because it's that beautiful unfolding It's it's, it's from a secure... secure, I mean, secure doesn't even cover it, does it, really?
1: But also, like, think of a... Think of a kind of distracted, grounded mum and a very, like I was, very hyper-focused, anxious-on-him mum. You know, you'd want the distracted, nonchalant, relaxed mum because you'd feel safe, right? Like, I think with Ed, sadly, you know... He didn't feel as safe as he could have because I didn't feel safe. And they are such sensory beings. They absorb everything. And it's like the only thing you actually need to do to aid their development, if that's, you know, if that's the thing, is work on yourself, really. You know, it's like be your relaxed, freest self so they can be relaxed and free and and then thrive from there, but not pressure yeah. intensity of everything yeah. like we exactly we, is we so have true to be free we do we have to be free as mums which is a massive journey in itself and probably never ends and I don't know if we ever get there <laughs> and I think Jude has brought that to me in buckets I've had to in really, buckets I've had to really dig deep and find that person for him because I have to I have to meet people and not tense inside my body and think, are they going to notice he's got Down syndrome? What are they going to say to me? How, You know, there's a million things that could happen. And I literally, I feel myself sink deeper and deeper and deeper so that I can just be like, hi. And there's nothing in my body apart from hi. You know, it's like...
0: I love that, really.
1: It's such a... But it's conscious. Like, it's a conscious dropping... In. I know you say that a lot and it's so so true I have to kind of sink into myself otherwise my head gets in the way you know and then
0: i I'm so glad we've arrived at this point because when I was thinking this morning about development even the thinking about development made me tired of yeah. like wearing it and and yeah. i'm it's so ex- exciting yeah. to feel like I feel like we've got to exactly where i would what i want this to start on and, we'll, and it's just, I feel like we've created a foundation, you know, like a, like a baseline for, for more, for more I exploration like of yeah, development. I felt
1: like, like it's
0: like, where, where does it sit? You know, what, what is the development of a child and what, what can, what can parents reflect on? You know, like it's, it's so much simpler than one thinks. Yeah. And isn't it still hard right <laughs> you know no, like... no sorry not simple Yes. Yeah, so it's not easy but it's simple yeah so it's yeah. so it's simple in the sense that the elements are simple
1: mm. it's
0: just literally the dropping in that you just described that complete i mean literally physically dropping the shoulders mm. letting out a breath being i mean when i start i mean one immediately recoils at sentences like just be present, you know. I mean that starts getting on You know, you don't have I get all that. There's also just stress about mindfulness and mindful that even that is a theory, you know, just be where you are. They're a person, you're a person. Start there. <laughs> yeah.
1: And and you're so right, though. It's it's being with what what's there, being with them in that moment, because as soon as you put something on it. Like, it's just the typical shoulds, isn't it? But, you know, should they be asleep? Should they be doing that? Should they be eating? Should they be, you know, talking, babbling, crawling? Well, you know, I've got a lot of that obviously going on. Milestones, you know, even milestones. Who's milestones? <laughs> you know, you know, and I get it. Like, these are important to a point. But again, with it's being with that individual child, isn't it? And being you with them. Not being a version of yourself that you think they should be. You yeah
0: should be there. which they can't read and that's yeah. something to read. Really, yeah. when when I remember analyzing this about the, the dual control of the driver what broke my heart when I, st- I did a lot of research into this and it was consciousness was very little at the time and I was training as an active birth teacher and I did a specialism on this I really did a lot of research into a newborn experience and I would get really upset about it because this I felt it was like all these guides and instructions on how to care for a baby are like static between the baby and the mother. They're like, they're like actually an obstacle, like telling you how to do it in quite a specific way. Mm. Isn't just dual control and running your baby for you. It clouds the um, energy lines that need to flow fully and f- freely for you to read the child. So if there are is this idea of how it should or could be, like you, you literally, it's like, Telephone where the other person hasn't picked up, you know, you haven't picked up the telephone. They're trying to speak to you on the telephone, and you haven't even answered yet. You know, I mean, that's like awful. You know, if you th- and I remember thinking, oh my god, what was I doing? But I, but I thought a book had an answer. I mean, of course, books can give you little tips and and, and assurances and interesting, but ultimately. It has to be from direct source. It has to be from direct source. And it's interesting you said the word milestones because I think it was the same parent who talked about the monkey thing. He said, "Although we were talking about, the word milestones. And it's so insidious, our culture, that somehow the word milestones has ceased being a point a child reaches along the road. that they So a milestone was, a, mm. technically, it's a thing you arrive at. Mm-hmm. It was a milestone on a road, and you got to the milestone and it told you how far where you were. Mm-hmm. What our culture's done when it talks about milestones with children is make it where they're supposed to have got to, yeah, yeah, absolutely. have they reached their milestones? Have they yeah. reached their milestones? Yeah, what a load of nonsense like no, a milestone is an a natural stopping point where you go, "Ah, oh, here we are, yeah. so when your child sits up. Or does something, you know? Like, oh, here we are. Yeah. That's it. So that would we'll save that for next time because yeah. there's so much to discuss there's about so milestones. We could
1: go into that. That's lovely because that will lead us in, won't it? And we can start yeah. there next time yeah. with looking at milestones and everything. But wow, that was a conversation. I loved it.
0: <laughs> lovely to speak to you. Oh, Have you. a lovely, lovely day. And um, it was lovely to see Jude. Oh. We'll speak again soon. Yeah,
1: speak soon.
0: Bye. Bye bye.